Welcome to Need to Know Nutrition, the podcast that empowers you to make educated decisions when it comes to your nutritional health. I'm really excited about today's topic because it's always a very interesting one and somewhat controversial. Dairy. Do we really need to include it in our daily diets? Is it nutritious? Does it actually contribute to bone health the way we think it does? I am on a mission to provide you with all of the gold standard facts when it comes to dairy products and your diet. I'll answer all of those reoccurring questions and give you a few delicious tidbits along the way. So sit back and relax as we dive into the fascinating world of dairy and health. Welcome to Need to Know Nutrition with me, clinical nutritionist Belinda Martinella. If you're passionate about your health, have a craving for reliable information, or just want to hear some really awesome food facts, then I'm glad you're here. Each week, I'll discuss a new and interesting health topic packed full of delicious nutritional facts. Let me sift through all of the health and dietary jargon so you don't have to. It's time to get all the info you need to put your health first. Well, why wait, I say? Let's just dive straight into the hard questions. Do we actually need to consume dairy products? It's such an interesting and somewhat controversial topic, as I said in the introduction. Dairy products are often cherished and highly recommended by health and government organizations as an essential part of our daily diets. There are studies both for and against dairy consumption, so today's discussion is going to be a very interesting one. Firstly, it's important to know and understand that not all dairy products are the same. They vary greatly in quality and health benefits, depending on how the milk-giving animals were raised and how the dairy was processed. A very common argument when it comes to dairy products is the fact that it's unnatural to eat and drink them. Humans are the only species to consume milk in adulthood and also the only species to consume milk of other animals. Biologically, cow's milk is meant to feed a rapidly growing calf, and I'll state the obvious here, humans aren't calves and we usually don't need to grow. Before the agricultural revolution, humans only drank mother's milk as infants. They didn't consume dairy as adults. So from an evolutionary perspective, dairy isn't necessary for optimal health. That being said, some cultures have been consuming dairy regularly for thousands of years, and studies actually document a change in their genetics or their genes to accommodate dairy products. So the fact that some people are genetically adapted to consume dairy may be a convincing argument that it is in fact natural for them to consume. Now let's talk about lactose intolerance. We can't talk about dairy without talking about lactose and lactose intolerance. So firstly, lactose is a sugar found in milk and dairy products. It's the main carbohydrate and is made up of two sugars, glucose and galactose. When consumed, lactose is broken down by the enzyme lactase, which is found in the small intestine. Lactose intolerance is the reduced ability to digest milk sugars, so glucose and galactose, due to insufficient amounts of the enzyme lactase. It can cause symptoms such as reflux, indigestion, abdominal pain, nausea, flatulence, diarrhea, and vomiting. Now, you know how much I love fun facts, and this one is absolute gold. Are you ready for it? Most of the world is lactose intolerant to some degree. As an infant, your body did in fact produce the enzyme lactase to break down your mother's milk, or it may not have if you had an early intolerance or an allergy. But let me just say that again. 
to break down your mother's milk, not cow's milk. Infants should not be introduced to any dairy products before they're the ripe old age of one as their gut has started to establish itself by then and can somewhat cope with the proteins and the sugars. However, many people lose the ability to break down lactose in adulthood. In fact, it's about 75% of the population, which is about three out of every four people. So you may not be lactose intolerant, but if you experience any kind of gastrointestinal symptoms when consuming dairy, and 75% of us do, even if they're mild, you've probably got a sensitivity to dairy products. It is more common to have issues with milk rather than cheese, as cheese is quite low in lactose compared to other dairy products like milk, cream, and yogurt. Just as a side note, if you do have issues with dairy, but you know it's not lactose intolerance, you may be sensitive or have an allergy to the protein in milk called casein. An allergy to casein occurs when your body mistakenly identifies this protein as a threat to your body. Symptoms of a casein sensitivity or an allergy could include things like pain in the abdomen, bloating, diarrhea, indigestion, vomiting, hives, and rashes. If you're experiencing any sort of symptoms when consuming dairy products, it's best to touch base with your healthcare professional to sort out a treatment plan that best serves you. Okay, here's another tough question. Is milk nutritious? Now, the nutrient content of dairy products is quite high, but we have to remember that it comes down to three very important things. One, are we able to tolerate it? Two, how was the milk producing animal raised? And three, how was the dairy processed? So a single cup of milk contains calcium, vitamin D, vitamin B2, vitamin B12, potassium, and phosphorus. Cows raised on pasture and grass feed have more omega-3 fatty acids in their milk, but it also contains fat-soluble vitamins, especially vitamin K2, which is important for regulating calcium metabolism and supporting bone and heart health. It all sounds so great, but we must remember that there is a process when it comes to milk and dairy products that greatly affects the nutrient content. So let's talk about processing. So milk has been pasteurized. Pasteurized is a heat-treated process that destroys pathogenic microorganisms and extends shelf life. Raw milk can become infected with certain pathogens, for example, Mycobacterium bovis or bovine tuberculosis. So this pathogen infects cows, but can be transferred to humans through the consumption of raw, unpasteurized milk. It's also worth noting that not all people who are infected with this pathogen will actually become sick. Pasteurization also kills off enzymes and beneficial bacteria, which isn't ideal from a health perspective, so out with the bad and the good in this case. Other common foods or beverages that may be pasteurized are things like cheese, yogurt, ice cream, honey, vinegar, and some juices. Milk has also been homogenized, which is a process that reduces the size of the fat globules or the cream that rises to the top of the glass or the bottle and evenly distributes them throughout the milk. This is usually achieved by pumping milk through small openings under very high pressure, and this process occurs after pasteurization. So the processing of the milk does remove a lot of the good stuff, which isn't ideal. The other question I get asked often is, full fat versus skim or skinny dairy products. Let me tell you all about skim and skinny milk so you can make your own decision. 
Healthy fats and fat-soluble vitamins that are sometimes found in full-fat milk, such as vitamin K2, are not present in low-fat or skimmed dairy products, which are often loaded with sugar to make up for the lack of flavor caused by removing the fat. Now, the way I like to think about skim milk is like this. Picture healthy fats and sugars at a disco. In a time before social distancing and before dancing was made illegal, it's like something from Footloose. So at this disco, there's an even ratio of healthy fats and sugars dancing together. Then all of a sudden, the healthy fats get asked to leave because it's now been reclassified as a skim disco. So the healthy fats leave and the room is now half empty and this just won't do. So more sugars are asked to join the disco. Double the number of sugars need to enter the disco at least to take up the room that was left by the healthy fats. This means that there is nearly triple the number of sugars at this disco to make up for the healthy fats being kicked out. Now, if you didn't quite get that analogy, the disco is a milk carton. So you can see that when the healthy fats are removed from the milk, more sugars are added in. I do love a disco analogy. (laughs) Okay, so what are some alternatives to milk and dairy products? If you're looking for an alternative to cow's milk, Then you could try nut milk, such as almond, macadamia, hazelnut or cashew, coconut milk, soy milk, oat milk, rice milk, hemp milk, even goat's milk. Now, goat's milk still contains lactose, but in a lower amount. It's quite a good alternative if you suspect a slight sensitivity and also sheep's milk. You can actually find most of these at the supermarket now. How lucky are we? And also at health food stores. Alternatives to cow's yogurt include things like coconut yogurt, almond yogurt, goat's yogurt, sheep's yogurt, and kefir, which is a fermented yogurt drink and can be made from any milk type. For example, coconut, goat, rice, sheep, and it contains probiotics, also known as good bacteria or living organisms that assist in gut health and boosting our immune system. So we know that dairy products are often promoted for bone support. So should we be having them for bone health purposes? Now, I feel like this is always another great and interesting question that I get asked. So let's see how we go. Calcium is one of the main minerals in your bones and dairy is in fact the best source of calcium in the human diet. But the question is, can we actually absorb the calcium that is in the dairy products? The answer is, of course, how much time do you have? Some forms of calcium are more bioavailable than others, meaning that your body is able to easily absorb some types of calcium and really struggles to absorb others. Some dairy products claim to have added extra calcium, and this is generally a red flag, as some products do add certain types of calcium that aren't bioavailable to us. Studies do show that dairy has clear benefits when it comes to bone health, but if you have any sort of intolerance or allergy to dairy, then it should be avoided because it can cause inflammation, amongst many other things, and decrease nutrient absorption. Now, speaking of inflammation, dairy products are often considered pro-inflammatory, meaning that they cause inflammation in the body, especially when we consider that 75% of us have a sensitivity to it. So if dairy isn't for you, there are other food options when it comes to calcium. Bearing in mind that the calcium content in these foods isn't as high as dairy products, you may have to increase the quantity to ensure that you're getting the recommended daily intake of calcium for healthy, strong bones. So you could include these foods, dried figs, tinned salmon with the bones, sardines with the bones, prawns, tahini, and even broccoli and oranges. Here's another interesting fact for you. 
Absorption of calcium is actually better at night and we can only absorb 500 milligrams of calcium at one time. So just so you know what roughly 500 milligrams looks like, eight figs have about 520 milligrams of calcium, while a glass of milk has about 300 milligrams, just to put it into perspective. Another little tidbit when it comes to bone health, there are actually a number of nutrients that support bone health that often get overlooked because calcium has become the main focus. So the following nutrients help to build new bone, vitamin D, protein, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, and fluoride. These nutrients can be found in the following foods, things like eggs, lentils, poultry, beef, green peas, pumpkin seeds, avocado, spinach, bananas, broccoli, sultanas, and kombucha. The following nutrients are required to maintain bone health. So we've helped build new bone and now we want to maintain that beautiful bone health. Vitamin K, boron, iron, zinc, and copper, which can be found in foods such as kale, spinach, cauliflower, eggs, almonds, hazelnuts, dried apricots, oysters, pumpkin seeds, chickpeas, and my favorite, dark chocolate. So all of those nutrients help the bones from the inside, but we also need to consider bone density. Resistance exercise helps with bone strength and bone health. So it's just another reason really to make sure that you're moving each and every day. So with all of that information, what is the bottom line? You know your body better than anyone. So the next time you consume milk or dairy products, see if you experience any symptoms. Remember that the quality of your dairy products is dependent on your level of tolerance as well as how the milk producing animals are raised. In this instance, you certainly get what you pay for. So remember to have high standards when it comes to nutrition and your health. If you're looking to continue with dairy in your diet, but want to find a milk that's nutrient rich, then look for a cold pressed milk. This has never been heat treated or pasteurized and is therefore enzyme rich, which offers extra health benefits. They can usually be found in your local health food store or whole food store, as well as some high-end supermarkets. It's certainly a little more expensive, but again, worth it because an investment in your health is priceless. There are plenty of alternatives to dairy, which include things like nut milks and yogurts, oat, rice, and soy milk, as well as goats and sheep's milk and yogurt. Don't forget that calcium is only one player in the bone health game. So be sure to include all of the other nutrients in your daily diet, such as vitamin K, boron, zinc, copper, vitamin D, protein, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, and fluoride. To make sure you're getting everything you need, try to include the following foods in your daily diet. Eggs, lentils, poultry, beef, green peas, pumpkin seeds, avocado, spinach, kale, bananas, broccoli, chickpeas, pumpkin seeds, dark chocolate, sultanas, and kombucha. And there you have it, dairy and dairy products. I hope you feel a little more empowered to go out and make good choices about your nutritional health. Thank you so much for joining me today. Can't wait until the next time. Thanks for joining me today and learning all the things you need to know about nutrition and your body. If you want to learn more about today's topic or have a question you'd like answered, please jump onto my website, thetravellingnutritionistaustralia.com and find the podcast tab. All the references are also available should you wish to dive a little deeper. 
Remember, it's not the things that you eat and do occasionally that matter. It's the things that you eat and do every day that really count. Until next time, always choose the good stuff because you and your health are worth it.